0: Hey Changemakers, welcome back to the Engage for Good podcast. I'm your host, Allie Murphy. Boys and Girls Clubs of America's back-to-school campaign has grown over the years from a PR event with three corporate partners into a multi-layered annual fundraising platform with 24 corporate partners this year. As part of the back-to-school promotion, BGCA's corporate partners come together to support youth through donations, in-store activations, Employee volunteering, transportation solutions, consumer engagement, homework help, and more. In just a minute, I'll be joined by Chad Royal Pasco, Senior Vice President, Resource Development, Corporate Cause and Events at Boys and Girls Clubs of America, to talk about their back to school initiative and their corporate partners. In today's episode, we'll explore how to center shared values in your partnerships and what questions to ask to spark the conversation. How to determine what your partner's strengths and assets are and leverage them effectively. How BGCA's corporate partners are activating for this year's campaign. Chad's top tips for successful social impact partnerships. The importance of making these campaigns a part of business instead of an add-on for your corporate partners. How BGCA has scaled this campaign and its corporate partner program. And Chad's biggest challenge and why he thinks it's something others are facing. And with that, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Hey, Chad, and welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm great um, to be back. Thanks.
0: So you've been promoted since you were last a guest. Congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. Tell us a little
0: bit about Boys and Girls Clubs of America for those who aren't familiar and your new role.
1: Sure. So um, a lot to tell about Boys and Girls Clubs of America. So we are the, um, a national organization, obviously. Um, actually, although we go international by having um, clubs on military bases around the world, which a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know about. Um, we're also one of the only youth-serving organizations within um, Native lands. Um, and then we, this year, will be celebrating, um, hopefully I'm going to knock on wood for everybody that's working diligently hard on this, <laughs> Um, we're going to be opening our 5,000th club this year.
0: Wow! Um, congratulations,
1: huge milestone, which means that that one of the big things about boys and girls clubs and providing you know services to kids that need us most in terms of academic success and good character and leadership. Um, and also within health and wellness and some key specific areas is that we're literally in every community across, um, across the U.S. and around the world, like I said, through military bases.
0: And tell us a little bit about your new role. I've told them what it is, but what does that mean?
1: Sure. Yes. So, in a way, it's a continuation on um, what I've been doing. So, um, and, you know, I have to say, when we had posted um, for my position to be filled, is that it was very much um, what I call a forward fill and not a back fill. um, because I got us from this point to this point. And, you know, as we take a look in twenty twenty two and moving forward with so many things that have happened over the past few years, is that it's a different person to take us from here to the next stage of our growth. You know, I'll be a part of that and we will definitely be here. Um, But um, my role is Senior Vice President of Corporate and Cause Partnerships. And Corporate and Cause Partnerships continues to be a main driver of our private Mm -hmm. revenue within Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Although a lot of other lines of business um, are also really seeing um, exponential growth, which is really awesome. And then um, also, I have a big background in events um, from the American Heart Association, my first nonprofit job, um, and into March of Dimes. And so in a way, it feels like things are coming full circle by, um, by having the special events uh, verticals underneath me, um, and then kind of looking for opportunities within the corporate and cause space, but also with those events, because they're very closely related and driven, driven a lot by the same revenue.
0: Okay, I'm so excited to dive into pieces because you've seen so much since you've been there. And I love your comment about fill like forward fill instead of backfill as well. So yeah, let's dive into a little bit of the campaign. For listeners who aren't familiar, would you give us an overview of back to school and what it is?
1: Yeah. So the back to school campaign for Boys and Girls Club really started as something when I first got here, it was something very different, called Tools for School. And it was it was largely a public relations event. Um, and our vision of what we wanted to turn this into was something that was our own, quote-unquote, ownable cause period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was where there were not a lot of other... Um, folks in the space. There are a lot of, I think, a lot of folks at the local level that do back to school drives and do back to school stuff, the bus and things like that. But from a national perspective, not as much. And, you know, we wanted, I wanted it to be a cause campaign with a purpose. And so we work very closely with um, other parts of the movement, meaning um, other parts of the programs and um, other you know, the the clubs themselves and try to drive some specific metrics during the summer, especially as, you know, there's more kids in the clubs and there's going to be more kids that are signing up for clubs in the fall. And so we wanted it to be um, not only contributing to more awareness around what kids need in order to be successful for the back-to-school season, but also then to um, have contests that were related to that that were driving certain metrics. And so we've had... Van tours go all around the country and um, give companies the opportunity to do supply drives in their communities, but then also for our clubs to actually win the vans um, and win maintenance for the vans. And then, very important these days, gas for the vans. It's, it's not just the van, um, there's so and, much other
0: stuff that goes into that. Exactly. There's so key. much more than that. Gas there's, is astronomical.
1: There's a pair, of, you know, there's. Jeans for every, you know, um, for every kid that goes to your club that wins the vans. There's a new computer lab for your club. All that kind of stuff. So the vans are packed with with stuff besides just the vans themselves. But transportation, in and of itself, is very important to the organization to get kids to the clubs.
0: So let's talk partners. Last year we talked about this. We talked about corporate partners returning because of shared values. How do you make sure you center shared values from the start of your conversations and partnerships?
1: It is, you know, I would say that overall that, that shared values and the alignment of shared values has been something that that for me personally has been something that I, I don't know, I can say thank you to the person that really ingrained this into yeah, my head. Um, but shared values are really important, regardless of the type of partnerships that you're doing. And that, that includes whether it's an individual or a corporation or anybody or a foundation, um, is that you need to align on shared values and you need to align on what success looks like as as well, That's a good point. so that when you hit it, you both understand that that is what you hit. Um, so you know, we 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 are diverse, but we're focused within Boys and Girls Clubs of America on what our values are and on what. You know, the programs are that we work upon and, you know, we stay focused on those and we try not to have too much creep um, outside of that. Um, But the good thing is is that we we are a large organization and we cover a lot of different spaces. And so we are able to have really meaningful um, shared values conversations with a lot of different types of corporations and others.
0: So when you're having one of these conversations with a corporate partner or potential corporate partner are you calling it shared values and you're saying, okay, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about shared values or is it more organic and it's woven into something else?
1: If we would say the word shared values, we're gonna get whatever their, Their whatever the statement is that's on their website. (laughs) So I think that in many cases is that what you end up doing is saying, What's important to you, and what do, what what do you want to accomplish out of a partnership with an organization mm-hmm. such as ours? And so, they may come back and say, you know, listen, uh, you know, I think a big difference from when I first started um, as a nonprofit professional to today is that it used to be the CEO really that controlled what the you know what an organization would really partner on, and today it's very much the employees. And so, you know, because there, you know, they the companies understand that in order for me to retain an employee, that that employee has to be there because the company represents something that's important to them, or um, that it's something that they've, you know, voted on, or that it's something that through a committee that they've said this is the area that we want to focus on, and so it's a combination, certainly, of top to down, but I think that it's it's very much in the hands of the employees about where they go.
0: I think that's such an important transition, especially over, I mean, it's been happening for a while, but I think that's one that COVID accelerated, too. And especially as you talk about the great resignation or the great reshuffling, employees have a much larger, I'll call it voice in these conversations than I think they've had historically.
1: Right. And and that they, you know, there's countless articles that have been written on this is that in, you know, in the, for whatever, for whatever you want to call it, for whatever reasons is that, um, you know. Uh, employees have said to their corporations, "We expect you to take a stand on certain issues. We expect you to support certain things that we support um, as an as an organization." Um, now, granted, I think that that runs a very fine line because you you don't want to go into the political nature of it, you right. know, and things like that. I mean, at Boys and Girls Club, we are very, you know, we are very neutral. We'd like to say that that, you know. There are many things that we can disagree about, but the one thing that we can agree about is the fact that all kids deserve a great future. And I don't think that anybody can really negate that, no matter what political party you're in, or if you're not in a political party. makes no difference, whether you're conservative, whether you're liberal, any of those cases that every kid should have the the opportunity to have a great future in their life. I
0: think that's a pretty big unifier. So, Let's talk about this year. Who are some of your partners this year and what are they doing for back to
1: school? So we have a we have quite a few partners um Exciting. we you know i have to say is that when this first started off um you know in the very very beginning there were two or three partners and this year we have 24 Woohoo! Um, and they're doing yes exactly um and they're doing many many things um so you know going from um the stores that are that are doing roundups um within their within their store they're doing donations within their stores they're doing you know um, capsule collections within their stores. Um, so you know anybody from Adidas to Kohl's to Forever Twenty One to Kids Footlocker, to Family Dollar, um, you know to Leslie's Pools to Murphy USA. Okay, um, where everybody gets uh, their their gas from to panda Express um, who is um, now our largest um, partner um, single-year partner during the year to planet fitness who you know has a lot of advertisements within their fitness facilities to Ross um, shoe carnival you know there's just there's just many that are and then there's some that are supporting you know and they have a quote-unquote um, always on promotion that they're doing with us where we're giving some additional exposure during during this time of the year as well. So there's a a lot that are doing things.
0: How do you leverage each of your partner's unique strengths and assets? So I remember you talking about Toyota and I think it was Bridgestone donating vans, for example, all of your partners in a variety of different spaces. How do you leverage those assets and their strengths?
1: Exploration. Um, Ooh, so okay. you, know, you really, you really don't know, you really don't know what a partner's assets are until you, you know, until you really see them. And I would say that, for example, you know, the, um, in this particular year, you know, you had some like Bridgestone, you have some like Toyota, which you had mentioned, um, Hertz. This year is is brand new, um, okay. and they are donating bands as well. Um, like I said, transportation is always an issue for us, so um, we we will take bands wherever we can get them. In the most part, um, I think that you end up with those ones. Like Forever Twenty One last year did an amazing job with full takeovers of their storefronts that showed, oh. um, you know, that showed a big display for Boys and Girls Clubs of America, um, Ross. Has some of the best execution um, that I've seen um, in terms and, of what you know that they they have a whole approach where you know that. They have it be the responsibility of all of their folks that work there to understand what the campaign is about. That it's really about learning after school. Mm-hmm. Um, that it really supports a program called Power Hour, and that they celebrate and they ask, or they they ask every single um, person that comes to the register. They make the commitment to ask every single person that comes to the register, and they celebrate every single gift, which I think is an amazing thing. And then they bring that full circle to at the end of the campaign to actually then tell all of their customers, this is how many hours, a mm-hmm. power hour that you actually made possible through your donations during this time period.
0: I like that a lot. I've definitely been asked when I've been checking out at Ross before.
1: Okay. Well, that's a good thing. I'm gonna pass that on to them.
0: Okay. Okay. We can have a, we'll have a separate <laughs> conversation about that.
1: I do too, because I feel like I'm there's a secret camera and they'll tell on me.
0: Mm-hmm. If I don't. No, mm-hmm. so I have to. <laughs> so your program has grown a lot over time. You talked about two to three partners in the beginning. Twenty-four this year. How have you scaled the program to be able to cater to more partners? And well, so are there are there new processes that stand out? Decision making frameworks, new hires. What comes to mind?
1: I think that one of the reasons why our, our program continues to grow is that it's customized, that you're not mm-hmm. buying into a platform, you're buying into a season, most definitely, but all of the all of the activations are individual for that own individual customer. So whether it's Buffalo Wild Wings or Charles Schwab or Comcast or Cox um, or FedEx, um Krusty's, Papa John's, um, any of those, that everything is really customized specifically for them Mm -hmm. and to have a confirmation. So we're not superimposing a set of benefits onto them and saying, here's what you have to do. Okay. So some of those may be around employee engagement. Um, Some of those may be around, you know, a point of sale campaign. Some of those may be around donations that go into, you know, the, um, the, quote unquote prizes um, that we have, you know, for the vans, et cetera. When we have those around, um, we have fantastic media partners um, in JC Decoe and Lamar um, and in USA Today, who does an incredible job. Um, there's a USA Today uh, back to school magazine that actually, I believe that tomorrow is the day that it goes um, on sale. So it'll come out um, and
0: before this episode goes live.
1: It'll come out before this episode, but you can still get it in newsstands. Okay. Um. So. Um. And actually, it features a lot of different things um, for the clubs. Is that it actually features. Um, The clubs that are in Native services Mm -hmm. and on Native lands and, um, and covers a lot of things that Boys and Girls Clubs is doing in the areas of diversity, equity and inclusion, which is really important for us as an organization. And then I think to give a sense of belonging to all kids that there is a place right within their community that they can go to.
0: Okay, so to customize for that many different companies that you're working with sounds like a lot of work. How have you been able to actually do this?
1: So you're right it would be a very daunting task for us to completely customize for each and every partner that we work with. I think that one of the one of the ways that we're able to do that is that we're working with each partner to understand their business and how it can most easily fit into their business mm-hmm. instead of becoming this huge additional extra add-on. So you know my background was in retail before it was in nonprofit. And certainly understand that, you know, the focus is in selling the most and getting the most SKUs out the door. Um, and in making sure that that the transaction does not slow down. right? That's not any different depending upon whether... It, it doesn't matter what business you're in. It's the same thing. How do you make sure that the transaction doesn't slow down? How do you make sure that the business doesn't slow down? And so we spend a lot of time speaking with our partners about how can this easily be inserted into what you're doing mm-hmm. um, so that it becomes easier easy for someone to do and not burdensome for someone to do.
0: I think that's a very good point. Okay, other than sheer numbers, which we talked about a little bit, and some new partners coming on, how has corporate involvement changed over the years?
1: So I think that for us, especially over the past few years, the campaign and corporate involvement has changed in that um, many more companies want to do on-the-ground um, volunteer projects. Okay. They want employees to become engaged. They want employees to become involved in some way, shape, or form. The other thing for us, especially for Boys and Girls Clubs of America, is that you know over the course of the pandemic is that... It became known very much, and and we always knew this. Um, but I think that many many others knew this, um, in different ways, and that is that boys and girls clubs are an essential part of the fabric of communities across Absolutely. the nation. So during the time of the pandemic, we we did provide, uh, you know, we used to say I think after school services all the time. Now the preferred would be out of school services. Okay, and especially during the time of the pandemic. Um, out of school, God only knows what that meant. It could right? mean
0: anything almost. Um, it's
1: like it could be it could be any day. It could be Monday. It could be Tuesday. It could be after four. It could be before four, et cetera. And um so out of school the the definition changed for that. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, we became sources of information for how, you know, for parents, of how to teach, who were suddenly thrust into, you know, teaching roles or in, you know, homework help and all these things, and they didn't know how to do that. So we were there to help. Um, We were also there virtually you know i think many many people as they adjusted to a virtual world this was way back on our strategic plan and suddenly became the very first very first thing on the strategic plan it it
0: bumped up a little ways
1: it bumped up a little ways and um you know in addition to that we became sources of um you know of uh covid information of vaccine information of uh we became vaccine centers in some places right. um and you know continue to provide Provide you know a lot of information I think to the communities in which we serve that actually go a little bit outside of, and you know we are constantly changing and morphing and you know a lot of times is that people say you know oh well you know are you the same organization? It's like we are actually the same organization and serving the same mission mm-hmm. that we have been for 160 years, and that's that we're providing services to the kids that need us most. In the ways that they need us most, and so that has changed over the course of the years. So yes, what what was needed 160 this years ago is, is truly different. not today. It's it's truly not today, and certainly not in the delivery of those services. But still, is that we're we're flexing and changing in order to meet their needs better, so that we can serve more kids and we can serve more kids better.
0: Last time we spoke, you mentioned a pilot of local cause marketing and then COVID hit, or as we called it last time, this thing that we're not going to acknowledge. For those who aren't familiar, what is local cause marketing and do you have an update on where there's that?
1: I do. So it is, It is. yes, we will not think of that that thing that will not be named. (laughs) Um, So... In late 2019, it was our plan to start local cause marketing in 2020. And 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 I would say this, there are a lot of clubs um, all across the nation that are doing incredible cause marketing right now um, in their own markets. Um, because in late 2019 at the regional conferences, I got the opportunity to present with many of them and asked nice. for volunteers. Um, for folks that would help uh, be pilots for local cause marketing. And so the intention is that from a national perspective, that we provide um, knowledge, that we provide um, templates, that we provide... You know best practices that we provide, all of those kinds of things and provide assets for them that are easily downloadable, reproducible, etc. So that they can actually hit some of the time periods that we do, whether it's back to school or whether it's holiday or whether it's an always-on campaign, that we provide that for them. And that it could happen at the same time as the campaigns are happening nationally, mm-hmm. so that we would have a greater bump on, on visibility and on awareness during those time periods. So so um, it did not take place in 2020 and it's not take <laughs> place in 21 or 22, but we will be reintroducing that back in um, at the end of this year to 2022 with the new um, National Director of Cause Marketing um, and really focusing on that to give to give the clubs the tools that they need in order to do these things and not have to figure it out on their own.
0: Okay, so we'll just have to have you back on the podcast to have an update on that next year.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely,
0: so taking a wider lens, what's you probably have a couple of them, but what's one of your biggest challenges, and do you think it's a challenge that others in this space have?
1: I would say that the biggest challenge and and the biggest challenge that probably anybody is facing right now is how do I continue how do I message? How do I acknowledge the fact that there has been this global pandemic and be sensitive to that, but at the same time, know that we're moving past it Mm -hmm. as much as possible. Um, You know, it's a delicate line, I think, to walk. So, you know, how do do we move past and how do we get rid of all this language around recovery and rebuilding? Because it's really, yes, there are things that we're recovering and we're rebuilding. Like there are things that we're just doing differently. And that's not really recovering or rebuilding. I mean, in a way, I guess it is, but there's things we're that doing we're doing now. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing now. We're doing differently than what we did before. So I think that the biggest challenges are moving past that and into moving into what is what is just our our reset. I don't even think it's the new normal. I think it's the reset of where we are today. And you know, I think that the new normal is is just overused. Um, it's just, it's where we are now and it's the reset of where we are today as, as we're in 2022.
0: I think that's a really good point. I think new normal and also pivot have been very widely used and we're going to start finding some new vocabulary that's going to come out.
1: Right. Right.
0: Okay. It could be one, it could be two, it could even be three, but what is one of your top tips for successful social impact partnerships?
1: the number one thing for any important partnership is that I will always say um, employee education. Because you can do the greatest campaign in the world, and it will fall flat on its face if you don't educate the employees about what it is. And then the fear that you have is that somebody comes back to you and then says, oh, this wasn't successful because, you know, here's the message that we got back from our employees. And I had um, I had someone call me a, a, a few years ago and it was in November. And they said they wanted to do a holiday campaign. And I said... It's already the oh, holidays. Um, well, I said of what year.
0: Okay. And they
1: were like, well, in a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, no. Like that, like, I mean, we could... Don't get me wrong. I work in resource development and we have to do fundraising. I'm like, we could do it if you want to do it. But what I fear out of you know that is if something were to take place in two weeks, is that you don't have enough time to educate or even talk to your employees and come up with messaging so that everybody gets it and that everybody understands why you made this choice, why you're going in this direction, and exactly what you're going to do you don't have the time to operationally do all of those things. And so I would say employee education is the t- is one of the top um you know tips for having a successful partnership. And then I would say that the other is is as we've stated before is that aligning on shared values because unless you align on those, is that whatever you come up with is not going to be resonant and authentic. And so to whatever customer that you and I are both speaking to, it will not make any sense. And I say that, and, and that there are a lot of things that can make sense because having judged the Halo Awards before is that I remember one specific time of having a conversation and it was someone that was supporting a cause and it literally had zero to do with what their business was, with what their consumer was, Mm -hmm. but they did such a good job of explaining why they chose that organization, why they were doing it, what they were doing and the impact that it would have that they won the Halo Award for that. Although you would look at it and you'd be like, these two things do not go together at all. Mm -hmm. These don't match. And so I think that when you align on those shared values and when you have a clear understanding of what success is and everybody knows what's going on and can explain it in the same way, that's when you know that you will truly hit that lightning in a bottle.
0: Lightning in a bottle. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. When it happens, it really happens.
0: I feel like that's going to, that might go on my wall, lightning in a bottle. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> okay, well, we have come to the end of our time here. You are such a wealth of knowledge and ideas. Where can people learn oh, more well, about, you. yeah, where can people learn more about you, about BGCA and back to school?
1: Why don't we start with the important stuff? Um, so you okay. can learn more about BGCA on bgca.org, and you can learn more about back to school on bgca.org forward slash B. Um, and so you'll find more information in there you can also look in the, um, the in the news section um, as well and you'll see press releases on there about back to school about our partners about what partners are doing from there and then you know there's any number of places that you can look up information on me um, so you know LinkedIn is probably the the easiest from there but um, mo- most of it you can you can definitely the most important things you can find out on bgca.org.
0: wonderful well I include the links to that in the show notes which you can find at engageforgood.com chad thanks so much for joining us on the show
1: thank you very much it was great being here the engage for good podcast is produced in partnership with true story fm engineering by pete Wright. music this week is by ty simon and rex banner if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show but the best thing you can do to support engage for good is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.